Football, baby! Well, 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 Thursday night. I am by myself. Dustin had a little dental surgery on this fine Thursday afternoon before a beautiful game that I'm sure he is sad to miss between the Atlanta Falcons and the Carolina Panthers. What up, losing sucks crowd? This is Travis by myself. um, I'm going to run through a little bit of a show sheet tonight, bring you some juice as we head into week 10 and the cold weather approaches in Texas. So everybody's getting excited. Fall is here. I'm going to jump right into it, keep it short and sweet tonight. Starting with the big picks, my quarterback, big pick of the week, Trevor Lawrence. Game script, game script, game script. That is the answer here for me. That is the reason for the season with Trevor Lawrence in this one. I think, as most people would, that it's going to be a lot of Chiefs and a lot of playing catch-up by the Jaguars in this one. Running back star of the week, Kareem Hunt. And I know this is not a sexy pick. Kareem Hunt has been very average for most of the season, especially in the last five or six weeks. He doesn't kill you, but he does nothing really for you. However, what I found this week is that Hunt is 11th in red zone touches. That should produce some fantasy points at some point, you would think, with touchdowns being part of the red zone touches. But it hasn't happened until this week. Kareem Hunt gets one, maybe two touchdowns. Miami is top 10 in catches allowed to running backs and yards allowed to running backs um, receiving out of the backfield. So both of those things are what Kareem Hunt specializes in. And I think this is a good week to fire up Kareem Hunt as a big pick running back of the week. Wide receiver Amon Ross St. Brown from the Detroit Lions. The Bears have allowed 29.1 fantasy points per game to wide receivers over the last four weeks. 10-plus targets feels like a lock. Tyreek and Waddle just combined for 280 yards and two scores against this defense. It should be open season. Amon Ross St. Brown should feast. Get back into that 25-plus point week that we have been waiting for that he kind of made a staple, um, especially after Hawkinson left. Everybody thought, okay, now we're going to start to see these again. It's taken a little longer, but those who have been patient, those who bought low, I think it starts to pay off this week. Tight end, big pick of the week for me, Dalton Schultz. Jair Alexander should be spending most of his day around C.D. Lamb, if they're smart. Uh, Dalton Schultz should have eight or more targets on the day. He and Dak are starting to finally get into a groove after an injury-riddled couple of months. Look, this is the thing with Dalton Schultz. Everybody's frustrated. The value that is around his name is rightfully low. People, it's kind of like the Darren Waller thing. Like, he's been hurt. When he has played, he has kind of been fool's gold. But five targets and seven targets the last few weeks, that's who you drafted. You drafted somebody that you think is going to give you seven to ten targets um, and be the second option in that offense at least in the passing attack. So I think Zeke sits again. I think Dak makes good use of Dalton Schultz. That rounds out my big picks of the week. Before we get into Dustin's um, 
quick recap of what we saw tonight. I know it was painful, but a disappearance from Corderell Patterson shocked everybody, including myself, who traded for him in two leagues. He was on our, our trade for segment. I put my money where my mouth is and traded for Corderell Patterson, only to let me down. Deontay Foreman on the other side of the ball had a good night, um, over 100 yards and a touchdown. Drake London finds the end zone. Marcus Mariota throws two scores. It, this is just, I mean, I know the weather was bad there tonight. Anybody who watched this game, you really just wish you could fast forward and start Sunday games already. Leaves a weird taste in your mouth, but it is what it is. Thursday night football, that's what we've come to expect. About 90 plus percent of those games underperform um, from fantasy perspective. So I feel like I'm talking a little fast. We're only five minutes into the show. I'm already done with my big picks, but weird things happen when you're talking to yourself. So, um, Dustin's big picks. Let's pull these up here. It is Tua Alabama. I feel like he did that just in spite of me. Tua Tagovailoa, Dustin's big pick of the week. Look, we say this. I feel like every week now, speed kills, and there are there's not a faster duo of receivers in the world than Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. So if two is out there and they're playing even a mediocre defense, I feel like he's going to have a great day. I like this big pick of the week. Tua should get it done again. Running back Saquon Barkley. This one feels like an of course pick. It feels safe and it is safe. What Dustin is saying with this pick is not only is he, the big pick of the week. He is the overall running back one by a lot. Houston is the worst team in the league against the run um, as of late. And I think Saquon Barkley could approach or eclipse 200 total yards and get one or two scores. We should see a, a 35 piece from Saquon Barkley. Those are my words, not Dustin's. I just agree with this pick. I don't think you can disagree with it, but... Saquon Barkley, your overall running back one by a lot. Wide receiver, Devontae Smith, the number two for Philadelphia. Interesting pick here. Devontae Smith has been really underwhelming. I've seen him involved in a lot of trades this week. Some people still are buying on the name and the Heisman Trophy and the successful rookie season. He's been underwhelming. He really has. So hopefully he starts to get it going. Here's the thing with with. Philadelphia, it is such a roulette. I know that it sounds like a broken record. They can beat you any way they want. They're just going to take what you give them. So if you want to double A.J. Brown, then Devontae Smith and Goddard are going to kill you. If you want to drop back and make the running backs beat you, they will. If you don't spy Jalen Hurts or if you blitz Jalen Hurts, he's going to get out of the pocket and he's going to kill you. So... They're just that balanced. Devontae Smith is... Dustin's kind of banking on Devontae Smith being what the defense chooses to give them this week. So, Devontae Smith, for him to be a big pick, it would probably take... He's probably projected 12 to 13 points. It would take 110 yards, four or five catches, and a touchdown. So, yeah, it's very reasonable. Uh, finally, tight end, Dustin's Chicago Bear, Cole Komet, who has been scorching hot recently... Justin Fields, uh, we were waiting on this pretty much for eight weeks, maybe maybe seven weeks, for he and Komet to get going. Um, we had a lot of Komet in best ball, and 
it's so nice to see it finally paying off. Justin Fields to Cole Komet, this is the connection that we want. And it, it, I, it, I, you can't argue it right now. They're too hot to not say they're going to get it done. So I'm going with Dustin's pick here. I agree. Cole Komet, big pick of the week. All right, that'll do it. We are getting into some trade talk. Buy and sell. Trading is my favorite thing to do in fantasy football. It's not close. All day, every day, I am scouring lineups across 29 leagues, wondering how can I trade, sometimes laterally, sometimes just marginally better. But I'm always looking to do something and get a, a, you know, a thermometer, a temperature check on certain players around the league. How are you guys feeling about these guys? Just sending DMs, sending offers, getting conversations started. I feel like the the bigger, the wider you cast your net, the more deals are going to get done. So that's why we have this in here. Trade talk, buy and sell. Are you buying these guys? They feel buyable, but should you? And are they going to be priced too expensive for what they're going to give you? Starting it off, Tony Pollard with Zeke expected to miss this week. He should be back. If he doesn't come back this week, it'll definitely be next week. Um, but Tony Pollard, we Dustin and I expect him to start to take over at, at least a 60% snap share um, as Zeke eases his way back in. I feel this one's tricky because I feel like Tony Pollard is valued very high and he should be. But a lot of people, they bump that value down when they see Zeke is active and watch Zeke come out there and get the first um, series of the game. If Tony has a, a pretty mediocre day, whether it's this week or next week, you might be able to swoop in and buy Tony Pollard. He should give you top 20 numbers the rest of the way. So yeah, um, check on Tony Pollard, especially if you're in a dynasty and Tony Pollard is on a team that is soon to be looking at a rebuild. That's somebody that you can probably get um, because they think they're getting good value in return. I would definitely look at picks for Tony Pollard. Second, James Robinson. We are both staying away here. He is not Brees Hall. He will not be Brees Hall in that offense. They're on by. Um, it, he's probably dirt cheap. It, he's just going to be frustrating. I don't think that I want to bank on James Robinson. I'll go with other options there. So we're staying away from the buy here. DeAndre Swift. This would need to be at a discount. And the, the draft capital spent on DeAndre Swift was pretty high. So... In order to buy Swift, you're going to need to find the owner who's very frustrated. Maybe they are on the brink of elimination. And if DeAndre Swift puts up another 5 to 10 touch day and Jamal Williams puts up 15 plus touches, maybe that's the straw that broke the camel's back. Maybe you can get DeAndre Swift at that discount of people thinking he is going to be this guy the rest of the year and he might but i if you want to buy him i think you should be able to buy him um but it would need to be at some sort of a discount i'm definitely not paying first or second round return for deandre swift because jamal williams is not going away and the injury frustrations are going to continue to be there so if you can get swift for a little bit of discount sure but i'm not definitely not willing to pay top two round type guy um for deandre swift Jacoby Myers, uh, Dustin and I both agree. This guy feels like a buy. He feels cheap right now. He hasn't had a huge game in a few weeks, and he's on a bye week right now. It's it's always a good time to check and see where are these guys 
what whose roster are they on? What is their record? Can they afford for this guy to sit on a bye week when they need players to win? Now, Jacoby Myers is one of those guys. He is a PPR machine. He's been able to find the end zone this year a few times. Go check the temperature on Jacoby Myers. You can probably get him for cheaper than you think, especially if it's a two for two and they get a name that they like. Jacoby Myers is a great second piece that you can probably start, especially in th uh, three wide receiver leagues or two flex leagues. He's somebody that you won't really take out of your lineup after this bye week. Wandale Robinson. Wandale. Eh, I don't know. I He's probably priced a little too high right now um, because people are so excited for him to be the one and only receiving option on that team, which he, he kind of is. But he's still a pass catcher for the Giants, and that is Saquon Barkley as the entire offense for the rest of the year. Uh, Robinson Dynasty is very appealing, but right now in a redraft, I just feel like that ceiling is low enough to where I'm not paying that price. So if you have Wandale Robinson, you might want to check and see. People might be valuing him a little higher. Um, he's been a, a flashy name as far as people respecting rookies more than they should. Check on Wandale Robinson. I would not be buying him. Devontae Smith. We're a little bit split here. And it's ironic because I actually traded for Devontae Smith. I was offered him. I felt like it was a, a pretty easy accept for Greg Dulcich. Um, I'm, I'm pretty meh on Devontae Smith too. It, this is that Eagles roulette. He's going to burn you 25% of the time. He might give you some big games, but it's unlikely to be when you need it most because you just can't count on when it's going to be. Dustin says, bye, Devontae Smith. He wants pieces of this offense. As teams focus on A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith should give you some sort of consistency over the second half. Um, and if not that, then those boom games can still be those 25-plus weeks. We're split on this one. I'm out on Devontae Smith as far as buying because... Again, the name is probably too expensive for what he's really worth. Um, on to the sells. These guys can return good value, but should you be selling them or should you be holding them? Starting it off, Ramondre Stevenson, who is on a bye week. Damian Harris will be healthy after the bye. This scares me a little bit. Dustin is holding. He's not selling Ramondre Stevenson. He still thinks he will be, he will be the one. I am either, I'm a hold slash sell. I'm not buying Stevenson at this point. I think when Damian Harris is healthy, which he should be coming off the bye, I think there's going to be more of a split. Like we have seen in New England for a decade now, maybe two decades. We just get fooled by this backfield over and over again. It would shock nobody after the bye for Damian Harris to come out and split even or even out touch uh, Ramondre Stevenson. It might be a small surprise, but nobody would be shocked by it. Therefore, I'm fine holding him. Um, but if you can sell and you're going to get a, a Miles Sanders or who else? Tony Pollard, I would probably take somebody like that. Um, they're in the same group. So, yeah, let's just hold Ramondre Stevenson for now. Chris Olave, the ceiling feels incredibly hard for Chris Olave right now. The offense is not clicking. 
it's the Alvin Kamara show. It's the why is Taysom Hill coming in and throwing off any kind of rhythm that they have. Whatever the reason is, Chris Olave is not, he doesn't have the ceiling that people hope for. Again, this is redraft. Um, Dynasty, everybody still loves Chris Olave, but we are both looking to sell based on the name and the fact that he's not giving you that ceiling. If you can get Amon Ross St. Brown for Chris Olave, that's a smash all day, or Olave in a little bit. He His name still, I don't know why, maybe it's the way it rolls off the tongue. Chris Olave still carries some, for some reason, almost elite level of energy around his name. I don't know why. Uh, moving on, Brandon Ayuk. Debo Samuel is back. Dustin and I both think it is time to sell Ayuk before managers get to watch another game and see Christian McCaffrey and Brandon Ayuk. I mean, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, and George Kittle all feast, and Brandon Ayuk is the one left with the short end of the stick. There will be weeks where Ayuk is the guy over uh, Debo. It happens, but he's been really good, and he's not going to keep producing like he was when Debo was not on the field. So we're looking to sell Brandon Ayuk for a good return. Finally, we've got some rapid fire to wrap up this show. It's a short show, 20-minute show, so we'll fly through this last five minutes. Um, Stardom, sit him, rapid fire. Justin Herbert at San Francisco. Dustin says start. Travis says sit. For me, no Keenan Allen, no Mike Williams still. I just, at San Francisco, who I still believe is the best defense in the league, it's going to be a little bit rough until he gets his guys back. Dustin says stardom. Take your pick there. Um, Kirk Cousins at Buffalo. Dustin says sit. Travis says start. So, again, we are disagreeing here. I I believe in the game script, if Josh Allen is playing, it should be somewhat of a shootout. These defense I th- defenses are good, but these offenses are better. There's weapons everywhere in this game. Kirk Cousins with the shirt off, with a couple of chains around his neck. I think he gets it done. And I'm, this is not a big pick. This is just start. If you have Kirk Cousins and you don't have a much better option, I'm fine with him. Don't go scrambling the waiver wire trying to find a better quarterback. Um, don't go looking at Heineke or Andy Dalton or any of those guys. Kirk Cousins is fine against any defense. I would put him in there. Dustin disagrees. I repeat, Dustin says sit, Captain Kirk Cousins. Geno Smith at Tampa Bay. Dustin says start. Travis says start. No reason not to start Geno Smith. He is in a groove. The Seahawks are fun to watch right now. All the weapons are healthy. Start Geno. Question of would you start these two guys over any of those three? Daniel Jones versus Houston. Um, I would consider Daniel Jones over Kirk Cousins. And I would be okay starting Daniel Jones over Justin Herbert. I'm probably still Geno Smith over Daniel Jones. I think uh, Saquon Barkley is just going to feast, so Daniel Jones might not have to do much. Jared Goff versus Chicago. I like the matchup. Jared Goff to a Monroe should be on fire. I am fine with Goff over Cousins and Goff over Herbert too. Still Geno over Goff for me by a little bit. Geno's just, he's giving you very consistent days right now. So, uh, golf's good though. That's, that's a great streaming option. 
Leonard Fournette versus Seattle. Dustin says sit if possible. Travis says start. I still think the volume will be there for Leonard Fournette. I still think that they... I know that we said on the last show there's reports uh, from the beat writers that Rashad White will start to take over this backfield. I'll believe it when I see it. Leonard Fournette, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Tom Brady. When these guys get going, um, there's no looking back, and they're going to stick with what's working. So it's. I feel like it's a matter of time before they look like last year's Bucks. It could be this week. It could be another couple weeks. But I don't. I don't feel like Leonard Fournette came back to Tampa to watch Rashad White take his job. Najee Harris versus New Orleans. We both say sit. We are out on Najee until further notice. Devin Singletary versus Minnesota. We both say start. You're pretty much starting every weapon in this game that you have. We're hoping for a shootout. Singletary is a good football player. They brought in Hines. I don't think Hines just has a huge role in this backfield. He should be more of a returner. Maybe a third down back. He probably hurts James Cook more than Singletary. Singletary should be fine. Guys, you may take over those three. Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert. This is a tricky backfield right now. Um, yeah, probably. I would probably go Jeff Wilson over Najee for sure. And potentially Singletary. Jeff Wilson looked really good. Uh, Mostert. I'm, I'm fine starting both of these guys. It, it's really tough right now running back and with bye weeks. So. I don't know that I would start them over Leonard Fournette, but I would get both of those guys in there as a flex if you have them. Gabriel Davis versus Minnesota, number 17 wide receiver on the week for Fantasy Pros. We both have as a sit. Gabriel Davis feels like fool's gold. If he does not score the long touchdown, he's killing you. That's not the type of player that we want. Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. Dustin says start Jerry Judy, sit Cortland Sutton. I say start both. Weird feeling in my gut that Denver comes off the bye and is clicking a little bit, and Judy and Sutton finally have a good game at the same time. Again, Dustin says, start Judy, sit Sutton until further notice. Guys, you may take over those receivers. I like all three of these guys. I think they're not sleeper plays because you know these names, but I think these are really good wide receiver, two, three, maybe flex. Find a way to get them in your lineup if you can. Darnell Mooney versus Detroit, Curtis Samuel versus Philly, and Donovan Peoples-Jones versus Miami. Those three guys should have pretty decent days. Um, Darnell Mooney's hot, too. If if you have Bears pieces right now, you want them in the game. Detroit's defense gives it up to pretty much every position. And Donovan Peoples-Jones, he's been consistently getting looks. They should be coming from behind trying to keep up with Miami. And I've seen a lot on Twitter about Peoples-Jones, that breakout is coming. I know we've waited for this for over a year now, but he is the two there. Amari Cooper draws a lot of attention. So, yeah, maybe this arrow is pointing up for Peoples-Jones, and I do think the matchup versus Miami is good. That is it for Losing Sucks Thursday, episode 89, the former giant Kadarius Tony's number. We shall be back on Tuesday to discuss what happened in week 10. I appreciate you guys listening. I'm sorry it was a short show, but I hope you enjoyed the information. And we'll be back Tuesday, like Dustin and I always say. It's weird bring, uh, bringing the show down myself. Um, losing sucks. Don't do it. <laughs>